welcome everybody to the Corgi Town USA podcast. Here every Thursday, you will find us talking about all things Corgi. Yes. And I'm Candy. This is Chuckles, the president of the Corgi Committee in Corgi Town USA. Hi, I'm Catherine, and uh, I am Kat Cohen, Corgi Town USA. I'm the executive producer, and Corgi Ted, Ted Talk speaker, and Ted Talk speaker, and uh, and Corgi Mom, and um, I don't know. Uh, Australia. Maybe Digby will join us later. Yeah, maybe Digby will join us later. And today, I'm uh, I'm I'm babysitting or stepmomming to uh, an Australian cattle dog. That's a new stepmomming. Yeah, well, I don't know. Ooh, I don't know. We'll so see. Scandalous. So scandalous. <laughs> well, today I'm excited because we, I get this question a lot uh, at Corgi Town USA about uh, bringing home, bringing home a baby to Corgis. Yeah. And the thing about Corgis, you know, I've had, I've had six, I've caught, I fostered a couple of Corgi mixes. Um, I'm going to have another one. So we're going to have four again uh, soon. Um, but I can't imagine having to care for tiny humans. I haven't been a human mom. And so I can only imagine how yeah. difficult that can be uh, because corgis take a lot of energy. They do. And take a lot of time. And so I know that anytime you bring animals, you bring dogs into the home, you you have to be careful, of course. And they say, don't leave them alone, you know, until they're used to each other. And they know there, there are all these things that I am not an expert on. And I get the question. So I wanted to bring on an actual expert today. Yes. And uh, her name is Brittany Steinkirchner. I hope that I said that correctly. Yes. <laughs> well, welcome. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm gonna. Uh, I love your corgis. So for for those watching, for those listening, um, I've just been uh, not a stalker, a fan of uh, Brittany and her adorable corgis, and um, and she has an adorable little girl now, and another one on the way, right? Yes. Yeah. So exciting. And so we'll start by talking about your corgis. You have a fluffy Bernie yes. and a tricolor Oliver. And we would love to hear about them. Yes. So my tricolor Oliver was my first corgi. Um, he is about to be five in April. Um, I got him. Happy birthday. Yes. He was the runt of the litter. So he was kind of a baby. Um, I fell in love with him. Um, he's very standoffish to other people. But um, he's a very sweet little dog. Um, Yes. And he's very bossy. He tells me what to do. Tells the kid what to do. And then Bernie is my three-year-old Fluffy. Uh, and he's a, a sable. He's very sweet. Um, like to Oliver's total opposite. So he loves to snuggle, loves to play, loves to give kisses. Um, and they're like completely polar opposites. <laughs> Gosh, that's so funny. My first corgi, Lilo, um, I said goodbye to him. It's I can't believe it's been two years, yeah. two years now, uh, two years ago. But he was he was a sable, and um, and I said goodbye to him. But but he was like that. He was so sweet. He was so docile. And we talk about these different personalities. And um, Chuck Chucky's the baby. I have my other rescues as well. Chucky's the the little baby. Well, for now, till next month. Um, but he's the most headstrong. You know, he's sweet, but he is the most headstrong, most opinionated that I've ever had. <laughs> so, you know, getting used to that after Lilo, who was just so chill, just up for whatever. And I'm like, oh, yeah, the corgi sass. Here it is. 
So I love that you have the two polar opposites. Like you're getting the best of both worlds. Yeah. Oh yes. <laughs> so um, tell me what what made you what made you want corgis? What made you decide to get a corgi? When I got Oliver, it was like kind of the start of the corgi craze on social media, where like everybody starts to fall in love with them. And so when I finished college, I asked for one for my graduation gift, and uh -huh. my husband got him for me. And then we fell in love with him. He's very sweet, but he's just got like a personality all of his own. And so then we moved a couple times, moved across the uh, country, and then we decided we wanted another one. So we got Bernie, and um, he was—he's <laughs> a handful. Um, he's still kind of, and he's only—he's three, but he acts like a puppy. So Aww. he's a mess. But we just fell in love with the breed. Um, I love that they're so stubborn and bossy and they're, they might talk like they just are so loud all the time. <laughs> and I don't know, I kind of like thrive in chaos. So they're perfect <laughs> for that. Yeah. That's so funny. I feel like, I feel like we thrive in chaos. I, yeah, we do. I mean, maybe, maybe that's a Corgi people thing. Oh, maybe. <laughs> maybe that's why we like the Corgis. That, that could be, that could be yeah. a reason. We know no other way. <laughs> well, my life is constant chaos. And so they just fit right in. <laughs> so you decided to get another one because you had such a good experience with your first one? Yeah, he was really easy to train, um, easy to housebreak. I lived in an apartment when I got him, so he didn't have a whole lot of accidents and was really easy to train. They're relatively healthy. They're small. They do shed a lot, but like that was not something I cared about. So he was just like the best little dog, and I loved him so much I wanted another. And so then we got another because he, I thought he needed a best friend. And uh, it took him a while to warm up to each other, but they're there now. I love that so much. I, we, we talk about the OCD being real, the obsessive corgi disorder. Yes. They, it's like the joke, but, but it is real. I mean, I've had six and I've had foster mixes and now I'm going to have another one. I just, I, I don't know. I don't know when to stop. I want <laughs> another problem, but my husband problem. freak out. So that's probably <laughs> for a while well and you you have a you have a little girl you want to tell us about your daughter yes so i have a daughter named ariel she is 19 months Aww. um she is like a corgi in person um she's absolutely the most headstrong stubborn little girl ever um so <laughs> i have my hands full she's very she fits, sweet she fits right into the pack oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would have if she was a dog she would be a corgi Oh, oh my. I mean, I love that. I feel like if, if I had a human baby that, <laughs> that it would be a corgi. <laughs> yeah, that it would be a corgi too. So, and you have another one on the way. Yes, I am pregnant with another little girl. Um, so I'm really looking forward to. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, giving my boys somebody else to play with. They're like still kind of warming up to Ariel. Um, she's loud. And so they're just kind of trying to get used to that, but they do like her food. And so. <laughs> get along always little things dropping around oh, yes <laughs> constant crumbs all the time oh my oh my gosh that's oh that's so funny though <laughs> well i i love i i really want to, i think our audience I, this is such so valuable again i know that you are a very busy mom yeah um and thank you so much for coming on and i just i think our audience could really benefit if you tell us what that's like bringing home a baby with corgis because i do get the question you know, what does that look like? What do I need to do to prepare? Uh, right. Because, you know, we want everybody to be safe. Obviously, safety is number one. 
Um, and did you tell, can you tell us, did you prepare beforehand? Were you nervous about it? Uh, yeah, I was actually very nervous. Um, I have actually have four dogs, two of which have my, are my corgis. And um, I was just really anxious about bringing my daughter home um, because I, it's a big adjustment for everyone. Um, so prior to her birth, we, we, you know, we did their nurse, her nursery and the dogs were allowed to go in there. Um, I think that was really helpful because I kind of like learned the space and associated the things in there with her. And um, then when I had her, I had my husband bring home a blanket from the hospital before I came home that had her smell on it to try to get him used to her. Oh, that's um, a great idea. Yeah, and I think that helped. Um, when we brought her home, they were all really interested in her, um, but they were acted so weird and didn't necessarily want to be around me. And I think that that might have just been like picking up on, you know, oh, this is a mama. We don't want to mess with the mom. Um, but, you know, we never left him alone with her. We tried to like give him treats um, when they were around her to show that she's gen like good and that they can trust her. Um, we also made sure that our dogs have their own space. Um, I think that was really important. So my corgis had access to a room that my daughter can't get into um, because they need to be able to get away from her uh, because she can be a lot. And <laughs> so they have crate, their own crates and they like to go in there on our own accord and, you know, get their time away from her. Um, sure. We also don't like feed them. Um, like when they're eating, she's not allowed to like be around that or touch their food or really come into their space. Um, we're trying to set really appropriate boundaries because I think I don't want, you know, dogs can be unpredictable. So, and I right. toddlers are too. So I just do my best to make sure that they're always like, know that they are safe and, you know, we're, we're going to make sure she doesn't do anything that annoys you. And I mean, she still does, but we really have tried to set boundaries. And I think that that's helped a lot. Well, I love that. And I want to say, I love that. I love that you've considered the dogs as well. Mm -hmm. And cause that's gotta be a hard balance because I right. think as a mom, your first, your first thing would be, Oh, the baby's number one, of course, the baby, mm -hmm. I have to protect the baby has to be happy, but I I'm hearing a lot of, well, we want the dogs to be happy as well and, and be respected and have their own space. And I'm, I'm just, I love that. That's amazing. Well, that they were my first babies. So I, I just, I couldn't like live with myself because it's a big adjustment. I mean, they went from getting to go to the park probably every week to not getting to go as much. And so we tried to like make it easier on them in other ways. Like we take them on walks with her and they seem to really enjoy that. And um, we got a bigger yard. So they just like get to go play. I mean, they fence fight. Playing <laughs> 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 is <laughs> subjective, but um, they like to do that. And I think just, I've really tried to make them still feel like they're important and part and part of my life um, because they are. Yeah, of course. So yeah. it was just, a, it was an adjustment for them. Um, I definitely think my, Oliver was pretty mad at me when I brought her home. Um, he wouldn't even look at me. He just was not happy. So. Well, but, he wasn't the baby anymore. Yeah. Yeah. He adjusted yeah. really well. And now when they, she eats, they just, like surround her high chair and catch all the time. Aww. So. It's the magical food it's baby. It's the magical food baby. Yeah. Well, I, I think when um, I'm the youngest and I think when I was born, uh, my brother who was the youngest didn't adjust well either. Uh, my human brother. So, you know, has he now? Uh, no, no, still hasn't. Still, still resents the fact that uh, I'm now the youngest and the cutest. So. Yeah. So there you go. Same thing. And then, and then when I think, I wonder if when when your new daughter comes along, if the um, if 
all four do dogs and uh, Ariel uh, end up, you know, kind of ganging up and going, what do we do with the new thing? What do we do with the new, this new other, what do we, what do we do with it? You know, and they all sort of have their own little click. <laughs> That or boss yeah, face. You see that happening. That would be. <laughs> <laughs> or the new one will show up and just rule everyone. Oh, yeah. That's possible, too. That's also possible, too. <laughs> like the movie Boss Baby. Like boss there's baby. a new sheriff in town. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and having daughters. I mean, you're going to you're have and daughters and corgis. You have a house full of bosses. <laughs> oh, yes. My corgis think they're in charge. And they really are. I mean, they kind of get to run the roost for most part. So. <laughs> It's something that just happens. You get oh. them and you think, you know, no, I'm I'm the boss. And then no. you realize, wait a no. minute, these corgis kind no. of run the show. No, I just, I throw my hands up in the air a lot. Yeah. I find oh, it a so lot. And, I, and I've always had cats and, you know, cats rule the roost. And and I still have my my sweet Nabu and. Um, who's not happy with who's you Who's not right happy. Now. No, not happy with me at all. Um, but you know, so cats are very, very, very bossy. And then came a corgi and I whole new meaning to the word bossy. Same the corgi and all the corgis, corgi friends. Yes. I've always said corgis are the cats of the dog world. They're kind of like their own thing. <laughs> Just minor, like Oliver is so standoffish. He does not want anything to do with my husband ever. And like, goes out of his way to be around me and it is just the funniest thing because my husband's never done anything to make him feel like that he just he's very selective on who he allows to uh, get into his bubble how does your husband feel about that does it break his heart or is he just oh yes yes now bernie loves him so he just i guess like loves bernie more so <laughs> <laughs> oliver just I, I oliver really doesn't want anything to do with him i don't know he's just very selective about who he will allow to pet wow. him around him. Okay. I have one like that. I have, so I had Lilo and then right. I had Zelda, a little girl I lost in, in 2015. And then I got a uh, booger and I got, well, I got hammer first and hammer I actually got from a guy living in a van. Yes. And hammer hammer's one of my rescues, but hammer, I mean, again, he's the sweetest, just most docile, precious, precious little dog. And he just, he's just amazing. He's inherently amazing, but he is like that. Like you described about Oliver yeah. being selective, very shy. He doesn't like a lot of noise. He doesn't like a lot of minutia. And it just cracks me up because corgis are literally noise and minutia. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> and I, and I didn't know when I got him, I was like, I didn't know they made shy corgis. That's a thing. So hammer was my first shy corgi. And he is very shy. He is. So he, he sounds a little bit like Oliver, like, I don't know. Are you cool? Let me think about it. Yes. <laughs> also the runt, so I kind of like attribute a lot of that to that because he was like bottle fed because he was so little. And so he's just like his own little type of dog. <laughs> like, <I'm> just... <laughs> that is so fun. Well, tell us about your other dogs too. I'd love to hear Yeah. That. So I have a um, poodle mix and she's 12 and I've had her since I was like in high school. Um, um, and she's just, her name's Zoe. She's real sweet. And then I've got a Rottweiler Golden Retriever mix named Buster, and he is 11. So they are actually my very first dogs. Um, and then I brought the corgis home, and they were like, what What are you doing? These dogs are loud. They try to hurt us. They boss us around. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That is so, that's so funny. I love it. And the, does the poodle mix shed? 
No, which is nice because all my other dogs do. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Golden retriever. And that's, we always joke, you know, that it's not even a joke. I say that we vacuum in our spare time. It's not a joke. It's not a joke. We do. That's what we do. We vacuum. I asked for a room for Mother's Day. So, I mean. (laughs) How is it working for you? Great. I recommend it for anybody who has corgis because I'm constantly cleaning up dog hair. So. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't been very impressed with mine uh, because it, it doesn't seem to be able to handle it. The uh, you, you have to replace the parts, but it seems like in between each session, I have to clean out the wheels and pull all the stuff out because yeah. it's like, <laughs> I can't handle this. Oh, yeah, I know I have to do that, too. <laughs> yeah. And so I'm like, I've gotten to where I'm just like, I'll just vacuum. I don't want to, I don't want to clean. Well, like, yeah, I try to, I try to do the Roomba every once in a while. I'm just wondering, maybe Roomba should, you know, send us their newest, um, most upgraded model and we can test it out. Yes. You know, Corgi, Corgi tested, Corgi mom approved. Yeah. Do you hear that makers of Roomba? We would That's love right. to help you calibrate a Corgi. <laughs> a, a corgi a Herculean. Yeah. A corgi uh, Roomba. <laughs> I think that's a word. I think it's a word. I do like that it gets under furniture. Yes. Yes. That's like yeah. typically where the dog hair in my house, I don't know about yours, it tends to accumulate. So under furniture and corners and yeah. in my kid's room always. So. <laughs> so you pick up the baby and you dust the dog fur off of the baby? <laughs> yeah, I actually did when she was really little. She would constantly have hair just like on her face. And I was like, it's building her immune system. It's fine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Well, and she'll, she'll get used to it as she, she grows up. She'll probably end up having corgis. And then she just, we talk about that. You wake up, it's on, it's in your eyes. It's in your nose. We'll be sitting here doing the the podcast to be like, "Uh uh-huh. It off the microphone. Yeah. So there's corgi hair all over the mic. There's corgi hair on your mic. There's corgi hair on this lovely desk. In my lipstick. There's corgi hair all over (laughs) me now in your lipstick. Yeah. It's just, it's it's corgi central. Oh, yes. So, uh, okay, since we're really good at segueing here and getting completely off topic, That's I right. apologize. <laughs> um, so you, you talked about you were nervous and that you you took some steps beforehand and that you've made many changes to accommodate both both baby and beasts. Mm-hmm. Um, safety, obviously, most important. Do you have, what advice would you give to anyone bringing home a baby that has corgis? Give it time. Um, your dogs are not probably going to love the baby right away. Mine did not. Um, they were interested in her, but I think that they were scared. So they kept their distance. Um, and just make sure that you set boundaries for your kid and your dog. So don't let dog all over your baby or in their space. And on the other end of that, don't let your toddler crawl all over your corgi because that just that's not fair. That's also something that you probably shouldn't do. I think, you know, making sure both of them feel respected and listened to and just allowing them to have their own space has been really helpful. So I definitely recommend that. Also, when we brought my daughter home, a lot of people were like, you shouldn't let your pet sleep in your room because she slept in a bassinet in our room, but I still let them uh, because I didn't want to make a bunch of changes all at once. And so now we're all just one big family. So... Oh, that's, that's precious. That is wonderful. And did you, you don't have the experience, but I'm wondering, did you find it easier to bring the baby after the corgis or might it have been easier to get the corgis after the baby? Not that you can always plan these things, but does it. Well, baby do after it, the corgis for sure. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Cause I think having to potty train with a toddler, do all of that 
aspect would be really hard now. Like since they can are, they're already pretty self-sufficient for the most part. Like I can let them out. They can tell me when they need to go to the bathroom. Like they, they're on a schedule. They're pretty predictable. Mm-hmm. I felt like it was yes. easier um, to do it like that. Wonderful. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, I would always, I'd bring home another corgi today if my husband would let me, but <laughs> You wind up with a menagerie like us. Oh, I know. I'm, I'm going to get myself in trouble. I want another one, but I think my neighborhood would also freak out because my dogs are like the loudest ones out there. So, yeah. And I can relate. Yeah, and I'm sorry. Yeah. And um, I think, I think uh, for those uh, uh, watching the Corgi Town USA podcast on YouTube, that you're actually physically watching it in the comments below. Uh, Brittany, what's your husband's name? Kevin. Kevin? Yeah. Yeah. I think in the comments below, you should say, Kevin, you really need another corgi. Kevin, you really need another corgi. We're and in we- your corner, Brittany. <laughs> We're in we your got corner. You. We got you back. <laughs> we got you back. <laughs> That's one more dog. I'm like, it's not that big of a deal. We already have four. That's <laughs> right. What's one more? Just potty train the toddler and the new puppy at the same, same? time. It'll be easy. <laughs> so simple. So simple. Well, I, you know, I love this. We we just had a guest in recently who he he went through these great links. I think he's going to breed, but but I'm real careful with that because we don't recommend any one breeder. We'd like to tell people what to look for, um, and we have a whole segment on that. What what makes a good breeder? And uh, we're all pro rescue, so if you can rescue, but if you go to a breeder, what what tests and things? But I digress. He was here with his puppy that he went to great links to get um, a Russian. Right. Yes. Russian. Russian, Russian Corgi, Russian bloodline. But they were actually guests in studio and it was really funny. His name's Tank. Super cute. Um, but Tank and Digby knocked down our lighting <laughs> mid broadcast because they were having zoomies in the studio. But we, <laughs> we had a long conversation about uh, the way breeding is done now versus when it used to be done and how training has changed. And so yes. I just love so much your perspective on taking the dogs into consideration as babies and part of the family as well, because it hasn't always been like that. Mm-hmm. No. It used to be a very alpha beta type of relationship and people would, you know, want, and, I, and I've heard that and it's always very tragic when people, you do hear of people who will have children, their family will grow and they're like, we can't keep the dog anymore. And it's always heartbreaking because I can't imagine, of course that sounds terrible, but it's hard you can't imagine their side of it. Who knows, you know? Who right. Knows. Right. And so it's just, you, you hear about that, but to think of how things have changed from how it used to be, the dogs are here to serve me. They do what I say. Now we're, I feel like as a society, or at least I like to think it's a lot more widespread that we're more, we're, we're much more cognizant of these animals have thoughts and feelings and they consider themselves as pack members of our own family. That's right. And they the, do. the positive reinforcement and just the consideration, like you give your pets. Like, I just, I think that's so awesome. I think so. I, I, you know, I have neighbors who's, I don't even think that they consider them pets. Um, and, and unfortunately the, you know, the dogs are out all the time and, and, um, you know, no matter what the weather and we're here in Phoenix, Arizona, which is not great, but, um, it, why bother? Yeah. If you stuck them outside, well, that, and that booger, when I got booger, my girl rescue, she, she was poked outside. She was stuck outside. She wasn't potty trained. She was supposed to be two when I got her. Now we're thinking she was four. Mm. Um, but she, she had never been inside. I don't think ever. Uh, right. And 
and she her teeth were black she was she was so full of fleas she was so full we thought she was overweight she was so full of flea dirt that when we dipped her we were like oh she's actually quite thin that's how infested she was just I know. And I'm like, and she's the sweetest little girl. She's the sweetest little girl. So not that she would have deserved it if she weren't, but, but I mean, it's just, I should watch what I say, but I mean, it's it just to think that anybody would say, Oh, I'm going to get a dog. And then they stick them outside. And yeah. like So yeah, the yeah. dog is definitely part of the family. So consider that if you are, I'm going to say, and, and Brittany, I'm going to guess that you did this, you know, you got the dogs when you were single, you had the the thought in your head, I'm going to guess when, you know, if you hadn't met Kevin already, but when you did, Hey, let's have kids because these are the things you talk about. (laughs) Um, just saying, uh, and you know, consider all of these things when, when you get your pup or when you have kids and then you bring home the pup or the cat or any, you know, or any fur baby, um, even me with the chickens, there's, there's a certain amount of consideration, they're livestock, but for me, they're also, you know, they're also family They're you know, I so thought Digby was going to eat those chickens. Yeah. Well, he, he, chickens. he keeps trying. He yeah. keeps trying. Well, Cat has a corgi and chickens. So. I have a corgi and chickens, uh, near the two shall meet because he wants to eat them. Okay. That was my next question. So. He's been in the coop before though. He's, he's been in the coop and he, he tried, he well, he tries to get any of the birds, any of the other birds that are in the coop, and he did manage to kill one, not a chicken. Um, yeah, he did. It's he, a present, mom. It's a, a trophy. Pre- that is exactly what he did. Um, he barks at the chickens. Um, he'll run back and forth next to their run. Um, I don't trust him with the chickens. I don't trust most dogs. Probably with not chickens. unsupervised anymore. Yeah, yeah, absolutely not unsupervised. Um, mm-hmm. That being said, I don't really have a hard time having, having a corgi and having the corgi in the chicken area, um, not directly in the run. But well, they're herders. They're, you know, they're yeah. working. Yeah. Games, so any, Oh, they try to herd the littles too. So mine will try to like sometimes nip her heels. She doesn't get mad, but it's just kind of part of it. <laughs> well, right. it's an incentive. How do you normally yeah. handle that? Because it's, it's it's not something you can really curb. Yeah, we no. correct. Just try to correct the behavior and tell them like no nipping. I don't really care if we chase her around. She can like get away. So and right. she chases them. So I mean, yeah. like kind of you kind of ask for it, but we just try to correct it. It's normally Bernie. He's much more of a herder than Oliver is. So we've just been working on it. We don't leave them unsupervised. Very similar to the chickens. I would never leave them with her alone because um, I don't trust her. So. I don't trust her not to irritate them. I, I trust my corgis. I don't trust my child. That's really good. But I don't think she said that. Yeah. So, <laughs> but coming back around, if you're considering, especially a corgi, now that you know, now that I've been a corgi mom for a good six eight months, um, especially if you're considering a corgi, consider what is my future family going to look like. Yeah. Um, good, good, good point. You know what to do was you know. Does the corgi get along with the dog? And everybody's getting along well. Everybody's in studio right now. Um, so this is, you know. Well, and it sounds like consider. Brittany's done a really good job of, right. of doing that, considering the family. And I'm going to share it for our viewers. Um, if you want to see these beautiful babies, you can follow uh, Instagram, Oliver and Bernie the Corgis. It's one word. So for those listen listening, it's Oliver and Bernie the Corgis, all one word on Instagram. Yes. 
So, and I have one last question for you, Brittany. I know that um, your your baby girl is going to wake up soon and she's going to need your attention. So we don't want to keep you too long. So, um, but the question is, so now that we know how busy you are uh, and you have a career as well and you have a baby on the way and you're mom to a beautiful little girl and all these wonderful dogs and you're a wife. Uh, my question is that to me, that's, that's a lot. And uh, those are wonderful things and they sound like wonderful gifts, but uh, being a human, all those things take your time and attention. And often what we hear is how, and I can attest to this. I, I don't know where I would be without my corgis. I I'm prone to depression and anxiety and uh, they, they keep me going. There are days. And I think anybody out there who, who does tend to suffer with things like this, that, yeah. um, that they just, the days where it's hard to keep going, they give you kind of that reason. Yeah. So my question to you is, um, do you feel like having them, the corgis, the pets, all of them, do you feel like they help keep your spirits up, kind of give you that kind of boost mentally? Oh, yes, because my dogs love me unconditionally always. And so, always. you know, when you're like feeling really bad about yourself or having one of those days, I can come home and they look at me like I hung the moon. Like they're the sweetest. I just, they definitely have been kind of a saver for me. I had a pretty dark spot in my life when I got Oliver and I kind of think he helped pull me out of it. So that was part of the reason why we got the other one. And I think that they just have a tendency to bring a bunch of sunshine with them. So I always feel better when I'm around them. Aww. You know, comedian Bill Burr has a whole segment on, or a whole bit about, I guess his girlfriend brought home a rescue dog. I don't know if you guys are familiar with you, but she brought home a rescue dog and he, he was a pit bull. And, or it was a girl, he said she was a pit bull and she said, oh, I got her from the LA river. And he's like, you brought a killer into my house when I'm on tour. And, and he said, you fast forward three weeks later and he's like, watch me get her leg going. And he's snuggling with her on the couch and the girlfriend's getting jealous, but he has this whole bit about, he says, you know, if I'm out late and I stay out to the bar at the bar till 3am, you know, you're not at the door wiggling your butt when I come home, you know, like, this dog is really special. That's right. <laughs> they are. Well, thank you so much, Brittany. I really appreciate it. And um, we would love to have you again in the future if you're open to it when the yes. other baby comes, if you want to talk about your growing family and absolutely how everybody's adjusting. And I mean, I yes. consider you an expert of, of having corgis and bringing babies home. Yes, yes, of course. I'd love to. Wonderful. That's awesome. So again, anybody listening, if you want to follow uh, Instagram, Oliver and Bernie the Corgis, Brittany Steinkirchner. <laughs> every time I say it, I know I've said it a few times. Every time I'm trying to not butcher it. <laughs> so. Well, thank you so much. Have a great rest of your afternoon. Yes. Thank you. All right. Take care. Have a great one. Thank you. So for everyone listening, everyone watching, we hope that you found this uh, information very useful. And um, we, I'm so glad to talk to her and the expert and I, I love that. I, I, you know, I wasn't expecting not, not that I would, but I wasn't expecting, uh, you know, all this, Oh, you know, we, we put our dogs, we make them part of the family. We give them their own space, yeah. you know, just as much consideration of, of the corgis and the other pets in the house as the baby. I mean, I'm just so incredibly touched by that. Right. And it, well, it, it it's very touching and it's incredibly smart. Yeah. Incredibly Definitely. smart. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, the, the smart way is the loving way. Definitely. And yeah. we're, if, if, uh, those, those of you listening, those of you viewing, 
if you're out there watching, listening, it sounds like uh, you should pop into the comments and tell Brittany's husband, Kevin, that she she definitely needs another, another corgi. Uh, yeah. But other than that, uh, we if you are bringing home baby and you have corgis and you have questions, you can follow uh, Oliver and Bernie the corgis on Instagram. You can also reach out to us. If you're not following us on Instagram, please follow us at Corgi Town USA. And listen to our podcast on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and on our YouTube page. And we're going to sign off for tonight. We thank you so much for joining us. That's Candy, Cat, Chuckles, Digby, and Wigan today. Yes. On Corgitown USA. Bye.